Y'all, welcome back. I am so excited, uh, mostly because my face isn't on fire, and that's a good thing. Um, <laughs> we'll circle back to that later. I promise that'll make sense. But genuinely, I am excited because Lars is here again. Uh, y'all remember him from the metal episode, as well as Eric, who is, you know, obviously a long time. He's the man. So uh, honestly, I, it's kind of fun just to have two of my friends that I've known for a long time get to know each other via the podcast. But what we're going to talk about is a thing that has given me I think that I've been feeling all day, uh, we're going to talk about anxiety. Anxiety and stress is kind of the topic. The main reason I have felt anxiety and stress is that we had a guest lined up uh, for this evening. He's been lined up for weeks, and today I got an email, and he said that he can't join because he burned his face. Now, obviously, I wish him the best. Clearly, I, I don't judge him or anything. I don't know what happened. That's the thing. But like, as soon as I got that email, obviously, I wish him the best. And if you're listening to man, which genuinely, I hope you feel better. But as soon as I got that email, I felt a lot of anxiety because like, well, we got an episode tonight <laughs> and I have now nothing written down and none of my amazingly hilarious segments. You know what I'm saying? On some of these incredibly- yeah, I, I love that you're set up that like, oh, I do so much work beforehand. <laughs> but now- <laughs> This time- couldn't do it this time. <laughs> yep, guys. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna be actually. I, believe it or not, I got a couple things written down. So don't worry about it, guys. We were actually. I was just at the pool uh, with my kids, and oh, nice. instead of being a good father, I was on my phone researching this episode. So everybody out there listening, you're welcome. You're you're gonna enjoy this next hour, I assure you. But yeah, so I actually did. I, I was doing a ton of googling and whatnot, and like apparently everybody has more anxiety nowadays than ever before. Like according to any and all measurements, I mean, I don't think that's going to surprise either of you or anybody listening. Like it's no. just, it's just a sign of the times. And this is just an open question. There is no answer to it. Why would you say that is, we, you know it, what I mean? Like, uh, is it a sign of the times though? I, I, I didn't see the ooh. data. Is it like constantly going up or is it like, did it spike? Well, it, all the data is self-reported. So I mean, clear, you know what I mean? Like oh, it, yeah, it's yeah. all just so like, do how people are more willing to more willing yes. to put it out there because it's you yeah whoever you are it's just like hey are you more anxious now and do you think you're more anxious than people before you because that's basically the only they have but like everybody answers yes so even if it is subjective why why do you think we think we're more stressed at least i will certainly go on record as saying i think our generation is probably more anxious and more stressed than most before it would you agree oh yeah i mean we're less uh just statistically we're less financially secure like ooh, i mean that's a big one you think it's I money? Mean, I mean, is that a big dream? Is that a big That's why you don't have money. You can't live. Can't live. You're going to be stressed or struggling to live. I, I definitely agree with that. I also think if you go back to the old adage, ignorance is bliss. And we have so much more information available to us, Ooh. right? There's so many more ways to be stressed. And one, there's, you know, a better understanding of mental health, right? So like what we now consider stress may in the past have just been considered I don't know what. Anybody just told oh, you man up? Yeah. Yeah. Man up. Uh, dude, but you're literally man up because it was just kind of. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. that's probably completely true. My my dad, who uh, like w- was part of that generation, the man up generation. And yeah. like he definitely had like undiagnosed PTSD from like Vietnam and the Gulf War and all that stuff. It was obvious, obvious to me, especially with my job. I deal with all that stuff all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You like do. so I. It was, but he never would go get treated. Never would nothing, because I don't know if he thought it was weak or what. It. I wonder if it's. It probably a yes. I think you're right. I think it was a lot of like, oh, I'm not weak. Like going going to a you know psychiatrist or a therapist. That's for the women's. That's for and like obviously that's not true. But B, I don't know if people even acknowledged it. It might have just been like, well, this is just part of life. This is just what it. This is just what it means to be human. I'm just, you know, I, I just have stress that I don't deal with. I get like, you just accept it as like normal. Maybe are, are we starting to see that it maybe shouldn't be as normal as it is? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if you think about the way we used to deal with um, like mental health issues, like they used to pull people's teeth out and drill holes in their brain, right? <gasps> yeah. So like, yeah. We've sort of come a long way from thinking, oh, this is a physical thing where, you know, it's just right. like clearly or, you know, sorry to say, but you got a vagina. So you're definitely crazy. Like <laughs> that was a thing for quite that a while a as thing. well. Legitimately. Yeah, they that say that all the time. Yeah. yeah. Just, uh, it, like it, <laughs> the fact that if you watch old movies and old TV shows, it was just completely normalized and not even questioned. If a woman was getting quote unquote hysterical, you just slapped her. Right. That was just, 
Well, that's just what women did. That's what they thought. That's insane. Like, and obviously, for anybody listening, I know Lars. He's clearly joking. He, it's, it's oh yeah. Absolutely. So you, just so everybody joking. knows, he he has a wife and a daughter. He's not he's not an asshole. I promise. But no. you're right. That's what everybody like. The, the general consensus <laughs> was just like, nah. These women's like smack, wake up, or stop being so hysterical. Like that's that is insanity. To whereas nowadays we, I don't want to say like. I know that some people listening may be just adverse to the concept of therapy as a whole, and that's fine. I think you're, you know, you're certainly entitled to whatever opinion you hold on it. That's I can't tell you anything, but I think as a generation, we are becoming more and more just accepting of the fact that some people need it and some people just want it and some people just like it. Like I'll just say it like I have enjoyed my sessions and will enjoy future set. Like that is definitely a big stress reliever and an anti-anxiety for me to just have a place to put whatever those thoughts are. You know what I mean? Like, so maybe we're just getting to that point as a, as just as a generation that we're realizing that we all need to, even if it's not a professional therapist, it doesn't mean you just need to have a friend or somebody that you can say that. Right. Exactly. An outlet where you were told bottle that shit up, keep it inside. You know what I mean? I mean, again, circling back to man up. Like, yeah, I think that is more or less, I don't know if it's new, but you guys would agree. Do you feel like it's, there's a general vibe of like, even just as quote unquote dudes, I have told both of you feelings before and both of you have told me feeling. And that's, that's pretty new. You know what I mean? Like, did y'all feel that? I guess. Yeah. I mean, totally. Uh, but I, I guess I'm, I'm that way with most of my friends, but I've, yeah, so uh, yeah, I feel like that's that's completely generational. It's got to be generational, right? But but there's still some people out there. Like I, I always go down to like debate you the debate YouTube rabbit hole, and you always end up with some uh, idiot debating <laughs> who's just who is the still man up and these people are oh, babies yeah. and oh, none yeah. of that exists and dude, those people still exist. There's fewer in number, but they're a lot louder now. The silent majority that's not a majority and is not silent. Yeah, right. I mean, we, it's we neither only, silent nor majority. Yeah, the only reason we have the term snowflake is because of that, right? Like, yes. Oh, yeah. Well, the, it. the person that uses the term snowflake the most is likely the biggest snowflake. <laughs> Dude, it's, I mean, it's literally, it's it, more and more nowadays, I'm realizing when people lash out and call someone else a name or calls or, or, or demonize a quality about another person, it's usually because they have it themselves and they don't oh, yeah, like projection. it about themselves. Yes, it's projection. It's, it's 100% projection. Like it, I, it gives me hope that we at least are realizing this collectively. You know what I mean? It, it gives me hope of, of the future because, and I'm not going to say, say what state I was living in, could have been Texas, could have been Colorado, could have been South Dakota, could have been somewhere else. Somebody who was at my house uh, with their son told their son who had asked for like new shoes, I want to say, you know, definitely what shoes. And the father goes, you're a man. You only need three pairs of shoes. And I went, nah, like if this, <laughs> you're in my home. So like, I'm sorry, I can't let those like I wasn't going to be a dick because I, I didn't know him that well. He was a friend of a friend that kind of came with or whatever. But I was just like, nah, I probably own like 15 pairs of shoes, man. Like I have three pairs of just basketball shoes, one of which I've never played basketball in. Like I just keep them like fresh. Like that, it's cool. But like that, those people still exist. But I think they are becoming fewer and fewer in number. Just I I want to say I want to attribute to the the speed of information. I mean the same thing that is maybe giving us more anxiety as a species. We are at least sharing information that hey I'm not the only one that feels this way. And that that is circulating faster and faster. Like we kind of all feel this way. We all get anxious. We all get stressed, which kind of leads me to, to this first question I want to ask both of you. What is, and I know there's no way you can say your biggest stressor, but recently, what is like the biggest anxiety inducing stress? You know what I mean? Like what's something that has like really hit y'all lately? Do you mean outside of COVID just in general? Shit, that counts, honestly. Like <laughs> that that certainly counts, especially because you're in Texas and they've been pretending it's not real for a while. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. So so I mean, be honestly, uh, that's a really good starting point. I mean COVID my, is crazy. Honestly, my kids are a a constant source of joy slash stress. <laughs> <sighs> Bro, same. I mean, you know. It, oh, yeah, I, it, the other day, uh two two weekends ago, we took a hike. We went up to um what the heck's that place called? It was a canyon. Uh, we went to a canyon and we were walking along these rocks and the trail is, I don't know, 20 feet from the edge of a literal cliff. Oh my God. And I was, we, I was keeping Miles, who's my uh, three-year-old boy, on on the side of me away from the cliff. 
But at some point, inevitably, he decides, I'm going to run full speed towards that cliff. I've never had my heart drop so fast in my life. Bro. <laughs> I never screamed at a kid so loud in my life either. Oh, yeah. People oh. on that mountain were probably like, that kid, that guy's abusing his son. I was like, no, I'm just trying to save his life. <laughs> Keeping him alive is what I'm doing. That Yeah, that's, I mean, anybody listening that is a parent, uh, you guys know, just that that general strain. And I don't know at what point that goes away, like until they're like fully oh, self-sufficient. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. But then like, E, I'm trying to, I'm trying to read through your answer. You probably don't get, as stre- I mean, even minus kids, I-, I know I get stressed out a lot and I get stressed on shit. That's little shit. I feel like you probably don't, or certainly not as much as me. No. Yeah. I, although I sort of think I set myself up to be as stress-free as possible in a lot of good ways and a lot of bad ways, right? Like there is a certain amount of stress that you expose yourself to that is good, right? Like your relationship, like your wife causes you stress, but ultimately it's a good thing, right? Your kids mm. cause you stress, but ultimately they're a good thing. There's mm. all these things that are ultimately good that are also stressors that I probably avoid as well. So I think there's a, there's a balance to like, there are some stressors that are good and ultimately are worth it. And there are some stressors that are bad. And I probably avoid both more than I should, <laughs> but I definitely avoid the bad ones pretty easily. That's hilarious and a great point because you are a master of, of at least the negative shit when you want to avoid it. You are quite good at allowing yourself the room to breathe there, whereas I I, I feel the need to engage, which just causes uh-huh. more stress because now I'm engaged and I can't back down because I'm an idiot and I'm stubborn and et cetera. Now that you've said that, do you find that you uh, – because I know I do – that as you've gotten older, you're more willing to engage, especially if somebody like you were bringing up the thing with the the guy was telling his son shoes. about the shoes, yeah. Like, and you engaged him, like, and I, I don't know if I would have done the same thing or not in that situation, but I found myself in certain situations, especially if someone's real opinionated, and I'm like, no, you're just wrong. I'll just <laughs> I'll just tell them you're wrong, I, and I didn't used to do that, but the older I've gotten, I was like, I have less time for bullshit. That's interesting. Would it cause, yeah, would, would it cause you more stress if you were to let it ride? Or do you know what I mean? Like, if you let it ride, would you be thinking, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, would you be, would that be in your head, like the whole drive home? Like, I should have said something. I can't believe that guy or that, that girl. That's probably like, why I started saying things because on the drive home, <laughs> I'm thinking about, I should have said it. Should have said it. So oh, now I just I let it out. It comes out in a burst. That guy thinks I'm an asshole, but it's over. <laughs> yeah. And I, I wonder if that's like not so much a stress thing as just like you're just more comfortable in your old skin, own skin as you get older. And it's like, mm. Yeah. Not saying something or saying something neither causes you stress. So why not do the thing you think is actually the right thing to do? Uh, that's a good point. That's a that's a really like good it. point. Yeah. No, that's, whether that's the reason or not, I like it. Yeah, I'm gonna say that's the reason, not just that I'm an argumentative douche. But, <laughs> but no, like could I, be I, both Joe. <laughs> a, a little B. You, you know, you got you got But yeah, that that's it's interesting because like I, I find that the bigger stressors in life. I, I'm starting to almost expect, I suppose, you know what I mean? Like when like I literally just today, uh, one of my kids must have thrown a toy in our garbage disposal and I didn't know it. And I was doing the dishes and I pressed a button and plastic comes flying up the top of this thing. And now it's goddamn broke. It's just straight away broke. It won't turn on or off. It's stuck. We have to get it replaced. And Two or three years ago, I admit that that would have been like, I, I would have been mad and, and what, but now I'm getting to the point where I'm like, of course, like that fine. Here goes 500 bucks or whatever the hell it is. I got to get a guy out here because I don't know how to install this or uninstall it or even what one to replace it with. Like it's so fine. There it goes. Whereas a few years ago, I would have been mad. I'm now more. What I get more mad about is if like, I ask you to pick up your toys and you don't, or like if somebody is like traffic stuff is not a big deal, but I, I let it get to me more. I don't even know if I let it get to me more. I just can't stop it for getting to me. Whereas like bigger oh, shit like that, you know what I mean? Like that I'm, I'm starting to handle, but it's little things. Like I, I'm I getting, like, I feel like traffic is the one thing I've gotten way better at. I got better like, at. Oh, I've, I used to get so pissed in traffic and I've always owned like either a very fast car or a very large car. And so of course I'm going to like burn out in front of you or something like that. And now, <laughs> uh, now I just don't do that. Are you really that guy? Did you used to do that? Oh, I was that guy. And now, <laughs> but now I'm not. I love it. I love it. You know, what's funny, Joe, is I've actually gone the other way. Traffic infuriates me more now <laughs> than it used to Bro. when I was younger. And I Same. don't know what that is. And I, I think part of it is like, one, I'm just not driving as much, right? So that's probably why. just That's the probably general why inconvenience. 
And if oh, you want to get meta about it, Joe, maybe it's just that like it occurred to us that we only have so much time on this earth now and that maybe just wasting the traffic <laughs> is really fucking with right. us. I'm oh, not an hour dude, in traffic. That's our hour of never getting back. Dude, it's not even like, yes, in the grand scheme of like, oh, life is finite. But just like my time after work, I only have a set amount of hours that I can enjoy when I'm not on the clock and you are wasting them. And that is a great point that I did not take into consideration, but you're dead on. But it's also B, the older I get, the higher expectation I have that you fuckers need to know how to drive. Like if I look at you and you're 16, fine. If I look at you and you're 30, what are you doing? I cannot believe yeah. that I, I feel myself being stressed right now by that. I don't know why, but it's getting worse. This is a total aside, but like, are you convinced that if everybody else on the road was as good a driver as you are, there would be no traffic? <laughs> because I'm like pretty sure that's the case. Bro, I don't like, mm, I, 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 and I, what's, I'm, I'm a hypocrite because I will be that guy that at a red light, I'm still looking at my phone for two or three seconds. So you probably should honk at me. I'm not, oh, you. come on. I know, I know, hey, I know. That's I know. the one time I really get pissed. <laughs> but then we're, we're sitting still. There's a difference. There's a pause. If we are moving, there's a, there's oh, an so expectation. If you, are, you, if you have not moved the second that light turns green, that pisses me <laughs> off. That certainly the, pisses me off. I get it. And I don't get me wrong. I, I am, I, yes, I, I will be equally mad if i'm the guy behind you and you it, if i look up after three seconds but you've taken now four <laughs> seconds i'm mad at you don't get, don't get me wrong but if the car is moving i have an expectation that you are paying attention and and it is getting yeah. more it is getting increasingly angry it, it's it's just ridiculous or whatever but okay so what do you guys do in a generalized sense to deal with stress if you've had you know the super stressful day or whatever what is your do you have a do you have a go-to that you're like oh i know that works every time or and be in a general sense like do do you have like a mantra or like so you know what I mean like what what is like your instant and what is like your you know kind of just backup? It's an interesting question. I think it it uh, for me it depends completely on situation, mood, all kinds of different things. Uh, hmm. Like my, the most stressful thing I ended up ever had to deal with was when my parents died and I had to deal with all that shit. God, uh, with the estate and everything. Yeah, uh, and immediately after it happened, I was just like angry and all this stuff. So I was listening to like really heavy music, playing really violent video games, playing my guitar as loud as possible, that kind of shit. And oh, yeah. then, oh, yeah. but as it went on, and that was like a year process. But as it went on, it I started listening to more mellower things. I, I I don't know it it I I was trying to like almost like soothe myself because I was like I can't do this I can't be shaking around this whole time. Yeah, not beyond, that you can't sustain that level of anger and energy. And believe me, I know exactly right. what you mean. I know your situation is different, and we can get into that details later on a different show, I suppose. But regardless, I know that stress and anger and all that insane. It, it was a lot of mental at first. But then, yeah, I, I guess you do. So do you choose music on purpose to try to calm you down, or do you choose music to fit your mood? Uh, both, I guess. But like it, uh, like I just said, in, in the immediate, like if something's stressful and Oh, excuse me. And something's giving me anxiety, but it's also like uh, an immediate thing like just happened and I'm kind of pissed about it. Then I'm going to go with like, uh, I'm going to listen to music and it's going to be as heavy as possible. <laughs> if it's, uh, if it's not quite like that, it's like a, maybe it's just like a stressful day at work or something. I want to come home and listen to something more mellow, chill out, have a beer, eat a, eat a THC mint, something like that. As you do. Like just chill. Yeah. So it, it, it totally depends. E, how about there's you? Always, there's always music or something involved. Uh, yeah, I find music for sure. E, what's your go-to? Yeah, I, I would say it probably depends on if like I'm dealing with it well or poorly, right? Like if I deal with it well, in general, I, I do have conversations with myself a lot of the time. Oh, same. I'm just like, all right, let's just talk this through and we talk it through. And then, you know, sometimes I eat my feelings, right? Oh. So same. it can be very much both. Hmm. Yeah, it, it, that's that's probably something worth pinning down just for everybody as a person, just individually finding out what your go-to healthy response is and what your go-to unhealthy response is. Because my unhealthy response used to be cigarettes. It was just instant. I mean, it, if anything happened, even if it was a tiny stressor, I would have a cigarette. And now, you know, I quit cigarettes or whatever trying to. And, and so now it's, I've replaced cigarettes with food. And I'm finding that doesn't help. I mean, it, it helps, you know what I mean? It's, there's a five minute moment, but it's just like 10 minutes later. I'm like, well, that was now I just feel like bloated and I'm still angry. Like there's nothing like the chemical release of cigarettes is admittedly what you I got to keep eating, bro. 
<laughs> yeah, that's your fault. Why'd you stop after 10 minutes? What do you, what is it? What do you do? You didn't let it go long enough. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I mean, admitted I definitely, uh, you know, it, it, drinking is not immediate, but and the same with, same with THC, same with, you know, pretty much any and all things like that. None of them are immediate cures, whereas cigarettes literally were. By that second or third drag, you're like 30 seconds in and you feel a chemical release of whatever the endorphins were or whatever. Whereas food and alcohol, at least at least you have to accept that you're doing it and so there's a longer moment. You know what I mean? Maybe it's more mental even there. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm not a scientist by any stretch of the imagination, but there are like endorphins that get released like when you eat or when you drink or when you smoke or whatever. Like there are chemical yeah. reactions that happen in your brain that do X, Y, or Z. So – I think it makes sense that people go to those as stressors from like a physical level, like from a natural yeah, level. Just right? Immediately. Yeah. It, it's odd. when, when you frame food that way, because I use it as a drug, it, it almost is. I mean, yes, you need it. Obviously we all need, you know, how many calories a day to survive. And that's something, but like the way I use food, like you need so many calories to survive, but you know what? You don't need fried cheese sticks. And I still eat those. I so need like fried it's, cheese sticks. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's it, framing it that way. Like food is really like a drug, at least in the way that we have, for lack of a better term, pimped out food <laughs> as the listen, watching the, the Irish author, Megan, who is amazing. Shout out, uh, watch her react to fried Oreos. When we brought those up, she was just like, <laughs> what? like just watching someone from a different country react to our standard food, like stuff I expect. Like we're going to a, a, a little amusement park thing on Saturday. And if there's not funnel cake, I'm going to be disappointed. Like I just expect there to be fried dough with sugar on top. Like that's just, yeah. But admittedly, that that is it's a great anti-anxiety <laughs> medicine, <laughs> really, to look at it that way. It's freaking Yeah, fantastic. like an amusement park kind of needs that because I don't know that there's a lot more stressful places than like an amusement no. park with children. I mean, you two could speak to this better than I can, but that sounds like, how do I phrase it? A goddamn nightmare. It is. It is. Well, it, it's it's ten seconds of of a lot of joy because they're real excited and you get to do a really mm -hmm. cool thing, and then it's an hour of pure stress and trying to wrangle them, and then it's another ten seconds of joy, and then it's yep. that's about how it goes. Forcing them to wait in lines, which kids nowadays. Oh yeah, that do. don't happen. Not, not that we were ever good at waiting in lines, but but the instant generation that is kids these days they can pull oh, up a netflix show immediately and there's no cartoons I was say, do they watch the phone while they wait in line I, dude i'm we haven't i've not taken my kids to like a real real amusement park so like this will be the first and i i'm gonna have my phone obviously with me but like do i it, is that what you're doing in every line i'm pulling up another episode oh, yeah. of blues clues or something Absolutely. like is that are we serious is that what you do oh well, are, are you going to elitches god i'm stressed yes I, i'm literally okay. this is causing me anxiety right now real time so I, this is, this, so uh the ah. the only time i went anywhere with like uh Mar miles was too little but marley was old enough to ride some of the rides at SeaWorld when we went nice and uh we stood in line for this one for a little bit and she was getting like super bored and that's what i was doing just handing her my phone but then i noticed a kiosk for a fast pass and it was five dollars to skip the line. I was like, "Oh, okay, I'm buying the pass." Yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah, <laughs> like that's uh, I'm going to spend five dollars on my data cap anyways after I stream right. three well, movies in line. So it might might as friggin' yeah. well. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I but I do I do kind of want to circle back to just the idea of drinking as a de stressor. Do you guys only drink to de stress, or it, not. It, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of admittedly, Lars, we've drank together a lot. I knew that was the answer, but like, <laughs> e, I know you're just not as much of a drinker. I admittedly, just as myself and as Lars, are what? What is? I mean, well, what was your reason for drinking this evening? I suppose let's start there. Uh, yeah, my buddy texted me. He was like, "Hey, it's been a long week. Do you want to go grab a beer with me?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." And like, I generally like most of the time I drink it's to have a better time than I would have had otherwise, right? Like, it's actually to heighten the mood. I don't. If I'm like depressed or like frustrated or something, I don't generally drink. Again, I. You know, it might be hard to tell this from my voice, but I definitely just eat if I'm like really super stressed, right? So, <laughs> I mean, drinking for me is definitely not the like stress relief. It's definitely more of the let's have a good time, dude. Well, and I mean, first of all, I think that that I mean, look, we all have our vices. You have food, I have weed, and, and cigarettes, and booze, and I've got a lot more. You. <laughs> 
do just generally keep your emotions in a better state of check than I do. I think that has been proven for many of anecdotes that we've said over time. I mean, I know you get angry and all that. You're not a saint, but like fucking obviously, but that's awesome that you would only use alcohol as a, as a boost, as an, as an, as an addition, as opposed to like a reversal. I will also say like, I do live alone and there's something different to me about like drinking alone when you're sad than there Hmm. is otherwise, Hmm. if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Like there's some, I don't know, maybe it's the narrative of it. Maybe there's like a certain line or just idea that I don't want to perpetuate within myself. But there's something about that, I think, that sort of keeps me from ever even being attracted to that idea. Interesting. Interesting. No, because you're right. You're right. There, there's the one point of view that looks at drinking alone, like in a bathrobe, drinking like a case of Keystone Light. You know what I mean? Like in a dimmed room. There's That's not a good view. But I, when I drink alone, as I have enjoyed, I'm more of like I'm Ernest Hemingway with like a glass of whiskey and a fire. And I'm, you know exactly. what I mean? That's how I view myself, which I am fucking yeah. not, obviously. But that's either, I, I think it's it's a matter of t- talking yourself into it or out of it. I think that's against, uh, that's, a, that's a really interesting point though, because you're like, hmm. yeah, you're much more updike than you are Hemingway. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> I'm just glad I got that reference because I couldn't even, t- I couldn't name a single book <laughs> or writing of either one of them. Let's be clear. I tried to pick for you, buddy. I thought about it. <laughs> I appreciate it. Pretty much, I could name one author right now, and it's Megan Dara because she was on the episode last week. And otherwise, I don't. I got nothing. <laughs> I'm, fucking, I'm essentially illiterate. Is is the deal there? What about what about working out? Do y'all do y'all work like is that is that an anti stress for you guys? Do you just take a walk? I was literally talking to Vance today. Who what, first of all, uh, the idea of having anxiety and doing that as a topic was Vance's idea last second. And then he fucking last <laughs> second bails on me, causing me a second wave of anxiety. I, I had questions lined up just for him. I was like, motherfucker, I was re-. anyways, pulling it back. Stressed. <laughs> but yeah, so that was because like literally he took a walk today. We were texting. He was stressed or whatever. And I was like, oh, that'd be a great. Ep- like, that'd be a great topic for the episode, man. Like, let's do that. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm on a walk right now. That's how I de-stress. And I was like, that's a great. That's a great idea. Do you guys do that? Is that something that either one of you? Uh, yeah, Lars, I, Lars, I feel like you do. Right. Maybe. Well, I no, I mean, me and Crystal both work out six days a week, but it's it's almost just a habit, honestly. Wow. Like, I mean, I it's, work out six days a week. Yeah. Good God. But it's not. It's just a habit at this point. When when COVID started and she was working remote, I'm working remote. It was, and I I was already like working out maybe three times a week, like going hitting the heavy bag or whatever, but uh. She she said, "Well, I, why don't we do something together?" So we did like a whole workout plan. We do a yeah six days a week. Take Fridays hit, off. Instead of hitting the heavy bag, you just hit your wife. Jokes, uh, everybody. Spark party. Could you imagine <laughs> if I hit Crystal? She'd hit me back so hard. Oh it's God, funny. I'd be so scared. <laughs> <laughs> but no, dude. And I'm glad you said heavy bag because literally, I bought a punching bag for the express sole purpose of de-stressing. When I was oh, I love in my heavy bag, still, I yeah. guess I, I do do the heavy bag, but I'm stressed sometimes. Oh, it is I, my I don't go-to. think of it as exercise. I guess I'm just like I'm gonna go punch that thing downstairs. Yes, I broke about five or six pens in like a three week stretch. I had a day where I like broke a pen out of anger, and like a couple of days later, broke another pen. And I was like, oh, "This is getting dumb." I was like, <laughs> it, "Like if we if we extrapolate this data, I'm gonna throw thousands of dollars at pens over the next twenty years. I might as well invest in something." You should, more right. sturdy. You should you should uh, buy stock in Bic. <laughs> no, I bought stock in GME and that's causing me a fuck ton of stress. I don't know if anybody out there pays attention to that. It dipped over a hundred dollars in the last 48. Uh, uh over a hundred dollars a share in the last 48 hours. It'll come back up. Of course. Th- this is just another squeeze, but yeah, I, it, anyway, it happens. We're not I don't understand stocks. stocks. Yeah, I don't understand stocks at all. But yeah, uh I, I shouldn't have followed Vance there either. Vance, you're a bad influence. Just gonna say that. Anyways, punching bags, in my opinion, are delightful because I, I have I have anthropomorphized them so many times. My punching bag has been an array of different people that I'm pretending that I'm hitting. Like, I, like quite literally, it helps me to focus my rage. That's funny. I, I have literally never pictured somebody as the punching bag. Yeah, yeah. Can we talk about that actually for a Ooh, second? Like, I, I don't want to name names. That's, that's, that was my question, though. Is like, <laughs> is generally when you're punching something, you're punching somebody who's personally stressed you, not like an yes. idea or like a no. figure or something like that. Like you are 
directing your anger at an individual. Yeah, I'm know. never hitting it going, why can't we fix this Palestinian crisis? I'm going, <laughs> Steve, you fucking asshole. I can't stand you. And I pretend to punch him in the ribs a couple dozen times. Then I feel better and I go back to work. <laughs> I mean, this checks out, but yeah, that was, yeah. that's interesting. Right. For the record, Steve, uh, one of my best customers, I'm not talking about you. I use Steve as a, as a, as not a generality. Steve. I do like you. Others don't worry about it, I promise. <laughs> but no, there's plenty of dudes. like, And uh, yeah, I, I have... It's almost always work related and it, you know, just things that go wrong. We're like, I have uh, the nameless FedEx guy that ruined one of my deliveries recently. I, it, I don't know who you are, but whoever you are, I know you exist. Ergo, I'm going to pretend like it, yeah, I really, really You're do. Now the punching back. Yeah. What I don't do, which is weird now that you say that, you need to just try and dig in here. Like, I, I love going to jiu-jitsu class. I, I go to jiu-jitsu as, as often as I can. Uh, lately, not so much because I threw my back out putting dishes away. But that's a whole separate story that we've covered before. I have never, like, the guy that I'm rolling with, I've never pretended that's a different guy. You know what I mean? Like, I've never done that to an actual human. Mostly because everybody that I roll with is better than me. So, like, they're usually kicking my ass. And I wouldn't want to picture the person I'm mad at kicking my ass, I guess. I'm just kind of hypothesizing here, but yeah, like it, when it is like, I mean, I have just lifted, like genuinely just done like bench press, just picturing that each bench press is a punch. It's like, I'm hitting like, like I, I, I'm an angry person. I'm realizing this very, like, <laughs> that's, that's I'm interesting. Did you, so angry person. <laughs> I, to piggyback off that. So did, I know you're doing jujitsu now. Yeah. And I know you had like an interest in martial arts before, but did you do anything bef- before that? Like I have had, yeah, I did uh, judo for a while. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you saying that, actually. And before that, uh, I've done, I did Krav for a couple of years, Krav Maga for a couple of years. Okay, well. you did all the, so you did all the grappling stuff. Uh, yeah, grappling. And Krav has, a, has a, a decent bit of striking. I actually really enjoy kicks. So I actually bought a, a punching bag that is a, a full length. You can kick it as well. Because in right. my opinion, that, that's actually a better stress reliever than physically punching because your wrists are weak. Like it, it, if oh, you yeah. punch for a while and you haven't wrapped it and like, I'm, you know, I, I did actually buy wrap cause I, I kind of hurt my wrist one day. L- little, little, little oh, too yeah. hard, little too oh, yeah, hard on old Steve. I told man. you that when I find, when I bought my heavy bag I have now, uh, cause I used to do martial arts all the way through high school and oh, nice. uh, I, I bought this heavy bag. I don't know. It's been about 10 years ago at this point, but like I take it home, I hang it up and I'm like, oh, I'm, I, it's fine. I never wrapped my hands back then. First oh. punch. I was like, I literally looked at Chris and said, Chris, I'm buying hand wraps. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to shut like, this down for about a week. Right. Can't do no, that. Like I I've felt the there. pain go up my arm. Oh, yeah. My yeah. I was like, oh, that was bad. The one, Yeah. That <laughs> first, I remember the first time I was hitting it and I felt it in my elbow and I was like, that sh- I shouldn't, I shouldn't feel this in my elbow. That's not right. right. It's not where it goes. <laughs> so I, I get that, like the idea of the physical activity, like being a stress relief, but doesn't, I'm not a martial arts expert, but isn't there sort of a mental aspect of this as well? And do you think that helps at all in your stress management or sort of the way you frame like that sort of thing? Dude, that's why uh, I asked if you'd done martial arts before, because since I grew up like doing that all the time, I had the same experience. Like anytime I'd fight somebody in in that setting, it was never personal. I no. didn't hate that person. Nothing. It was just this is just activity to me. This is a sport. Yeah. You know, but it's as uh, much as like when I hit the heavy bag, it's the same way to me. The heavy bag is just a way for me to like do tech, like do techniques and stuff like that. I don't actually picture anybody on it. Oh, I definitely, definitely do. But yeah, it's specifically sparring or rolling now. Cause I actually, I find that way more fun. Rolling is real life chess. I, if, if you put your knee in a certain way and, and then I twist around, it's, it's just move, kind of move, move, kind of move. It's a very fun puzzle. It's a live action puzzle, much like basketball. Uh, it, you know, obviously it's very different, but it's it, similar idea in that if I expect that you're going to try to like cross and step back, I'm going to try to like plan for that and play, you know what I mean? Like there's, it's, it, it is, it is just working out. I find is monotonous just running or just lifting is incredibly monotonous. That's why I need sports on. That's why I need music going. It's why I, I might get a little high first. It's fine. Uh, but with, when, with regards to actually fighting or rolling or sparring or whatever, it's fun. It is mentally engaging. And for me, and actually I think I'm stealing this from Clay, uh, Clay Garrison, shout out for keeping me on a couple of times. If you are, if you've had a bad day and you've got a lot on your mind and you're stressed and there's just so many things up in the air and your head is just cloudy, the whole bunch of shit. Wait till somebody gets their hand around your throat. I promise the only thing you'll think about is I need to stop this. 
That's and it's it, it is it forces you to become present in this moment. You have no choice, and it's and it's gotten to the point now where as soon as I walk in, I'm like, okay, that you got to drop everything because I'm not trying to get choked out, like I'm, I'm or you know my elbow broken or whatever the fuck. It's like it it forces you to be present, and maybe that is. In my opinion, where I, I I like THC and a little bit to alcohol, but alcohol doesn't necessarily always bring me to the present moment. But things that force you to be present help, kind of like yoga and kind of like you know meditation. I don't really get into either. Like I like both of those. I've enjoyed sessions of yoga and meditation. I just don't really get into it as much. But I know the people that like it say that they do feel very centered. Do, do, do either one of y'all? Do, I mean, do you, do you meditate at all? Is that something that you get into, or is that maybe like prayer? You know what I mean? Like kind of all the same, maybe. I mean, yeah, like prayer is a good one. And like I said, I, I have conversations with myself, right? Like what is meditating if not just like – I mean, I guess the idea of meditation is a little bit more clearing of the mind instead of addressing things. But I don't know. It has the same effect for me, I would say. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Do you ever disagree? Like when you have like conversations with yourself, do you ever say something and be like, oh, no, nope, definitely not. We need See, to so that's that's the thing, right, is like – you sort of see two sides of an argument and you sort of have to work your way through that and sort of figure out like, maybe I understand side A and maybe I understand side B, but I need to understand which side is better for me now or how to merge the two into something that is manageable. I like that. I like that. Talk your way through both sides of it. Even if you're purposely disagreeing with yourself, just so you can get a level or whatever. I will also say like this takes a lot of time and like if you are super busy, I don't know that this is a good plan for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, obviously it's going to be tough when I'm trying to get my kids to put their shoes on or to brush your teeth or you know right. what it is. Try to see both sides of that one. Yeah, right. <laughs> Try to see both sides of it's two hours past bedtime. I told you to go to sleep two hours ago and well, I want to watch Paw Patrols. That's not two sided. Oh, yeah. There's there's one side to this. Or my, my son, Miles, is big into now. Like the other day, he was jumping on the sofa. I was like, stop jumping on the sofa. But I want to. Well, how do I argue with that? That's I mean, valid. Like, what do you? That's the, the perfect argument. Yes, you do. You are correct. My parents used to sing me Rolling Stones. You can't always get what you want all the time as a child <laughs> solely for that reason. Like, right. It's oh like the God. theme song of parenting. Dude, I, I, I don't – if Mo, if you're still listening, I – absolutely love your parenting style and i want you to write a book or at least just a, a very like a memoir of because i want i cop i'm copying everything i'm doing that like we have an, an alexa like home thingy i can just yell alexa yell alexa play <laughs> can't always get what you want and then i'll just be like kids listen up this is all we're not talking oh man that is brilliant genuinely it's, it's no wonder that you and your brothers aren't shitbags because your parents raised you right so well friggin done another thing i'm finding that i do like uh i just like being outside outside yes calms me down i don't know why i i can't you know there are plenty of indoor places that are peaceful you know what i mean it, it, i can't attribute it simply to the four walls theory but for some reason being outside calms me down almost immediately or at least i feel slightly better as soon as i walk outside you know what i mean and, and maybe speak to why that could be i mean it forces well at least i, mean, I don't know where we live like similar to where you live actually we're not that far apart so uh, it, I don't know. It's just nice. I I love one of my favorite things to do for stress relief. Honestly, is just sit outside on my patio and have a beer. Yeah, yeah. Watch the kids Genuinely. play. That's the one place they can play, and I just don't really have to worry about them. <laughs> At least feel safe. They're, they're right. the fence. But yeah, I mean, I, yeah. We have a summer problem here in Texas where it's like, <laughs> it's kind of miserable to be outside sometimes. But again, this this is this is also partially a science thing, right? Like the sun provides you vitamin D, and vitamin D right. increases these things. Kind of that, yeah, exactly. So like there is some science to it as well. But I do agree. I think there is something about being outside that goes beyond like the natural physical elements. And I don't know what that is, but it's interesting, right? Yeah. I also find it very relaxing to be anywhere near water of any kind preach like a lake or a like our honestly my favorite is like if we do a hike and go up to like a waterfall and just hang oh, out there and God. eat lunch or something it's just oh. it's beautiful the the sound everything it's i don't know it's a very very zen like moving That's you describe it. water for yeah. some reason even if it's a very small creek you know a big river a freaking waterfall something about that is peaceful i don't know why or just like you know it's fresh 
whatever you're looking at, you know, wasn't even there two seconds ago. Like it, it, it's new in a, I mean, it's not new. The same water has been around since for in genetically speaking, what, you know, down to the, whatever the atomic level is all the same, but you know what I mean? It's you say rushing. genetically. No, no, no. Explain all that. Go into it. Yeah. When two, going. when two water molecules <laughs> fall in love, they create uh-huh. it. But yeah. If you, if you want to break it down, I get that it's not new, but it, it does feel new. It, 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 there's a, it's just a, a cycling of the water through for some reason it helps clear my head or like even just like paddle boarding or whatever because then you're oh yeah that's super right. it's not but dude hiking is at least for me underrated because like we ian i grew up in texas there's not like a at least in austin texas there's not like a place to hike as i recall like do you know what i mean like are there play or am i am i just misremembering no, they're, they're like walking trails, but you, there's only so much elevation around here. I mean, do we do have the hill country? So like you Kinda could go either. out to like, you yeah, know, Mount Bunnell or yeah, you could go. To oh, yeah. Mount Bunnell, kinda. There's an actual Enchanted Rock. Like you can go up to Enchanted Rock, that kind of. Yes. Thing. Yes. There's a couple. Of, all right. That's fair. There is a couple. But it's also a giant ass city. So like, let's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a long drive just to get there. But I mean, we're going large. We're driving Sunday to go hike. Like I, now, I, I kind of forgot about. It. Like I'm stoked for that because yeah, we're going something... up to twelve thousand feet. That's dude. That's that's. Uh, I will never do another fourteen. <laughs> I, I, I've I've done one fourteener ever, and fourteeners the, the fourteen thousand feet elevation is a bunch of them. It's what? Like a, yeah, did you, fourteen is a number. Uh, it's more than. 10. I thought it was like a K fourteen, like K two, like there's just uh, they map they number every mountain, and it's just like, yeah, this is right. this K is nine thousand six hundred four, yeah. Right. <laughs> We've na- any any hill over fifty feet has to be legally documented, so we, we got a lot. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was uh, it was me and a buddy that I'd known for a while, and actually we both uh, we met in Austin. We both lived in Austin for a while, and then we both uh, just on our own happened to move to Denver. And he like saw me on Facebook or whatever. I was like, oh, dude, are you in Denver? I was like, oh, yeah. But are you here? Whatever. He goes, yeah, yeah. You should come hiking with me this weekend. It's like, I'm, we had just moved to Denver. I'm not even like acclimated to the thin air that is regular, that is regular Denver. Like, I'm just not even there yet. But I was like, yeah, all right, let's do a 14 er I didn't put, give any mind to it. And E, I didn't even ask, what does a 14 er mean? I was just like, all right, I mean, whatever. It's a 14 er Should let's fucking do it. I'm game. I'm older than 14. I was like, maybe that's just like the age limit. I don't know. I, pro- I pass. Yeah, the age I, I, is there? Yeah. Is there like, is there like a line when you walk up? You got to be so tall. Like I'll probably be fine. Anyways, we go, I'm struggling. Like even halfway up, I'm struggling. We stopped to have a snack. We stopped to have another snack. We stopped to have more water. I'm just like, I am gassed at this point. And at some point, about three quarters of the way up, two thirds, three quarters, doesn't matter. I quit. I was looking at my buddy and, and, and he's with his buddy and his buddy is literally an Olympic or a, a, a college marathon runner trying out for the Olympics. Uh, he didn't make oh the Olympics, but regardless, the fact that he so he's clearly in shape. He has no issue. He's not even breathing heavy. We're three quarters of the way up a friggin' fourteen thousand. Anyways, I quit. I look, man. I got nothing left to prove. I, I, you guys can go on ahead. I don't care. I quit. And my buddy <laughs> goes, "Oh, thank God!" And he just sits down. He's like, I am so done. I was only pushing it because I didn't want to quit first. I was like, fine, I'll take the L here. I'll take I quit. It. <laughs> so we both, me and him, sit down while the, the friggin' college marathon guy, he just takes off, literally takes off. He starts jogging away. I was like, I get you, do you, bro. I'm sitting there. We're literally just like sad, just like licking our wounds metaphorically. And up comes three women with children in backpacks. And they go jogging past us at a pace, not the, mar- the, the the college runner pace, but regardless, at a good pace with children on their back. They go running past me. And I'm like, well, my ego's not going to let me stay still now. <laughs> Even if my legs fall off, I'm getting to the top of this mountain because I just didn't my ego. Thankfully, my pride is such that I can at least use it for that. It is a downfall in most scenarios. But in this case, I can bank on it to go, God damn it get up so i did and we made it to the top and it was beautiful don't get me wrong it's freaking beautiful and you can see forever on top oh you literally i mean it's there is no view that i've ever like i'm guessing like those hotels in dubai that are however huge like that same idea and you can take an elevator so i mean that'd be cool but it was beautiful there's there's only sand to see there (laughs) yeah good point but i will never ever do that again but regardless something about just uh, a hike that regardless of the, the physical nature because i do think there's something pushing yourself and burning or releasing whatever that, that endorphin is that when you do Dopamine. yeah, cardiovascular activity, all that's great. But getting out of the city, 
E, when you said it's a giant fucking city, it is. And I love it. Don't get me wrong. I don't ever want to live in a small town again. No offense. I had a great time in small towns. So I'm just not built for that. There's something about being in the city that there is a, there's a vibe to it that when you break out of it, it's refreshing. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it, you know, you were just in Minnesota. That is a much different place than Austin. It's refreshing. Yeah. It, it's not, it is an anti-stressor, at least to me. Maybe it's just travel. You know what I mean? Is, is, is that kind of the core of this is just getting out of your standard, your surroundings? Yeah. Breaking your norms. Yeah. I mean, that's why I take, we take like two or three big vacations a year because I'm getting the fuck out. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> just for your sanity, man. Like just to, just to, to remind yourself, I mean, honestly, maybe that's what it is. That when you come back, you remember how good you have it. Like you see a bunch of other stuff and you come back like, oh, I have a really nice, comfortable bed. I've got a TV and a fridge full of beer. Like I'm, I actually have, my life's pretty okay. But like that, maybe that's, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, but also there's literally like you're literally going away from the places that stress you out, right? From your normal <laughs> right. everyday stressors Absolutely. are actually in your rearview mirror, yeah. not just metaphorically. So no, yeah. <laughs> it makes sense then to be like, yeah, it's kind of nice to get out and about. And I think that was part of like when I said COVID was a big stressor. It's like we couldn't do anything. I'm stuck at home. Sit right. in it, right? Okay. No so like – all the good and most of the bad that was like, especially going through an election cycle during that, like that good was God. not ideal. That, right. No, well, that's and, a great point. And when we vacation too, I don't even touch my phone unless it's to look up where I'm going to eat dinner. That's nice. That's real nice. Yeah. I, uh, when I go on a family vacation or if there's literally anybody else with me, which there always is, I will not make a decision. Hmm. Like people are like, hey, where do you want to eat? It's like, I don't care. What do you want to do? Today? Wow. Like my goal is to essentially just be like, I'm just here for the ride. I'm happy to do whatever everybody wants to do. And it's, it can annoy people. Right. When it's just like, how about you just have any opinion whatsoever? Right. So <laughs> like, my favorite, but like if I had my druthers, like I would literally just be like, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with whatever. Let's just, you know, y'all, y'all tell me, I don't, I don't have to deal with the stress of making the decision and whether or not other people enjoy my decision. Ooh, that's huge. I hadn't thought about that, but that is huge, both with where to go to eat and also like what to watch. Have you ever like pulled up a clip like on your phone in front of somebody to show them and like 20 seconds in you realize like, oh, they hate this and there's like two minutes to go. Like that's anxiety through the roof. Oh my God. I had a buddy over E, you know, I don't know if he's never been on the show, so I don't want to name him right loud, but I had a buddy over and I put on a stand up comic, Reggie Watts, who I love. What one of my favorite? He's friggin' he's so out there and he's so funny. And I thought this guy would be down, and he was not. And I was just like, I don't know how to. Like we're both just sitting there, and there's 45 minutes left. He's just on my couch watching a thing he doesn't want to watch. I'm like, I don't know how you. How do you do pull do out of this? Yeah. Whereas there's no comedy is the worst for that too, right? Like if oh. something's supposed to be funny and it's just not, like having to sit in that. Woo, baby. Oh. And specifically stand up because there's nothing oh, yeah. else. If you're watching like a movie, like I, I admit when I first saw Anchorman, I didn't really enjoy it, but there's still a lot going on and there's production value and there's very pretty people on the screen. And if it's just a, it's just one person standing there talking and the, uh, the only person you're with doesn't like it. You're just like, Oh my God, what do yeah, I do? Their, their only goal is to be funny, right? Like the <laughs> reason it. everybody is there is to make people, is to laugh. It just doesn't percent, And you're and not it's way it. worse when it's live too. Way oh worse. God. When the oh, when comic is bombing, it's like you just want to be like up there, like just be funny, please, just be funny. Uh, You're making everything it, awkward for everybody. <laughs> speaking as a person who's been that comic at least a hundred times, E, you were at my very first open mic, weren't you? I was, I was, yeah, I did a couple of years, yeah, yeah. I got, I got a little bit better. Never Ooh, got very yes. good, but I got a little bit better. But man, that that my parents filmed like my fifth or sixth open mic ever. And that is six minutes that I genuinely hope they destroyed. It was <laughs> so, like, I, I looked back on it. I don't know. It's been a few years now. Thank God. And I don't, I don't think I could bear it watching myself. Like, it was just bad, but yes, I've been that comic and you're looking out of the audience and you can tell they want you to be funny. They showed up because they wanted to laugh. They paid the cover fee. They bought a beer. They want you to be funny. And you realize mid set, like I'm not funny. This isn't, this isn't working at all. And I've still got three more bits that I'm going to get into. So buckle up everybody. <laughs> but isn't that like part of the thing that 
comedy fans really love is the idea that like that happens. And then there are comedians who are like, okay, let me rework this. Let me rework this. Let me rework this. And that's sort of the art of it is like, there's funny here. I'm going to find it. Yes. Like, (laughs) isn't that part of the thing we really like about it? I am convinced that my premise is good. I just need to figure out a way to grab you with the hook. Oh, at the, the delivery, end. yeah. Yeah, I, I got to punch it up better or whatever. But it, that's, it, in my opinion, that's the beauty of going to an open mic. It, anybody out there, if you haven't been to an open mic show, oh, yeah. go. It's, a blast. It, it, it's usually so like five much fun. Bucks. Yeah, it's, it's usually really cheap. They usually have drink specials. And you usually have nothing better to do on like a Thursday. So like, why oh, yeah. not? Like, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's real. It's kind of like it's kind of like a jam band concert. Like there's going to be like real high highs and there's going to be real weird parts that aren't even good really necessarily. But like, it's what we were, dude, I was there one time and like, I, I admit I probably tanked more than I ever got laughs, like probably by a large margin and that's fine. But there was a guy one time and he was more or less of a regular, but he had gotten deeper and deeper into this weird philosophical. So he, every time anybody referred to themselves as I, Anybody that said, yeah, I did this that day or I did that, he would yell, God. And he'd be like, yeah, so I was going to the store the other day. God. And, was like, and after a while, it just got so uncomfortable. He went up and did a set <laughs> and he referred to his – so like it's you, – you get some you get some interesting folks is all I'm saying. If anybody out there go to an open mic, I promise you, you will not regret it. But anybody out there that wants to be in an open mic, that is anxiety-inducing. Oh, yeah. Never, I like, could never – yeah, it, well, I, but the thing is, dude, you could both of you guys could is the weird thing. I've heard you tell stories. You're both interesting. It's yeah, just, that's in a small setting. I yeah. like there's no expectations. If you don't laugh at me, I'll, I'll go get you another beer. You're like you want another drink? Who cares? Oh, that's fair. <laughs> if, if we're in your kitchen, yeah, that's that's. I can't do that to an audience. I'll buy you around. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody shots on me. Oh, that's funny. Well, I can't believe we we just cracked out fifty something minutes out of nothing, man. I like it. Well done. Well done, team. <laughs> Um, oh, interesting news uh, for our listeners out there. We're starting our own OnlyFans coming up soon. So get get on board. <laughs> oh, my God. No, that was when you, uh, genuinely. When you sent me that the orig- as the original topic, I, I literally was like, I, I know nothing about it. I know the concept. And I was like, isn't it 90% porn? Yes. It's, like, it's, like, basically, like, it's basically 100%. Otherwise, it's a hot, okay, see? It's, it's basic. I was like, I don't know. Basic. It's weird. I mean, and don't get me wrong. I was all about it. I, I found like I found stats that, like for anybody listening, like that was the the guest tonight. That was going to be the topic. Apparently, he knows people that are into it, and he really wanted to dig in. And it was I had some stats and things and whatnot. But like, it, it's a uh, you want to talk about anxiety? I had anxiety too. Like, I didn't even know how I was going to be able to word some of my opinions <laughs> on the topic. You know what I mean? Like, it's oh it, yeah, watching I mean, you what? play like <laughs> oh, word salads just all over the place. Ooh. That Real fun. It'd have been it'd have been good, man. I, I had a few things that I was like, make sure you do not phrase it this way. Like, make sure like that's anxiety inducing. Phrase uh, it however. For, yeah, I mean, you know, anybody out there, do whatever you want. Clean, I guess. Don't hurt nobody. It, you'll be fine. You know what I mean? Like, you'll be just don't hurt nobody. You know, it's it's pretty easy. Uh, all right, so uh, I didn't even I didn't have time to make a quiz, but let's do let's end on this week's quiz, everybody. Americans age eighteen and older. How many of us have been diagnosed with an anxiety disorder? Like percentage? Yes. Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, not not how many you know claim they have it. Not how many. How many have been diagnosed? Diagnosed. I would say we go with like thirty percent. See, I think more people probably have it than actually go to the trouble to get. That's diagnosed. why you said diagnosed. So, yes, I'm going to say like eleven. 18%, and that's according to uh, uh, Washington Post. Now, that, you know, take it for what it's worth. Uh, of that, though, Washington Post says 34% of people claim that they have symptoms of it. But that, yeah, that okay. is, it, it's, but that's also, I mean, it's only self reported. And I don't know, I feel like if you ask 60 so, year olds, go ahead. Well, that's, that's the second time you said self reported. And that's interesting to me, Joe, because like, who else is going to do this? Right. Like, yeah. I mean, it shouldn't it be self-reported? Like, wouldn't I guess. Wait, you do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a better idea of what my mental state is than somebody else. And like, Maybe. yes, if I saw a medical professional, it's a good point. But if I saw a medical mm-hmm, professional, mm-hmm. they could give me some like idea of it, right? And like actually diagnose me. But it seems to me to make sense that like to take self-reported numbers above non-self-reported numbers. Let's put it that way. Oh, that's fair. just what it's gonna be. I mean, like, it, there's 
there's almost no scenario where you're going to have like a panic attack or an anxiety attack and a doctor's going to witness it and be like, oh, hey, you have anxiety. You know, exactly. It's always going to be self-reported. Yeah. I, my view there was more, I'm guessing a lot of people self-report that they don't have it and they lie, even though they know they do. They want to say, uh, honestly, no, I, was, I, I don't. Was, well, because of my job, and you can ask Sarah because she does yeah, something yeah. very similar, that uh, I would almost bet that self-reporting without a diagnosis is slightly over. Oh, you would lot. say more people say they have it. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you could, couldn't imagine the number of people I see that claim they have like bipolar and then they describe it. I'm like, that ain't bipolar, dude. That's just you just depression. had a bad day, bro. Right. <laughs> Lars, can you remind me and the listeners what your job is? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was. I didn't oh, want yeah, to press uh, So, so I, uh, uh, it's it's easier to explain by what I used to do. So, I used to do what okay. Joe's wife does, which is uh, I used to review disability claims for Social Security, but now okay. I like oversee like the the national well this region's quality of those claims. So, I get the these disability claims after they've gone through the system at various levels to double check everything was followed you know, to the law or whatever. Gotcha. No, that, you, that makes sense. I do auditing stuff too. So I, I get where you're coming from. Like, gotcha. As far as we play similar games, yeah. large just skews towards older folk. Whereas I think you, yours is more for kids. Yeah. Or am I, yeah, am I wrong yeah. there? Yeah, no, you're right. But, See, y'all play very similar games, but yeah, I mean, Sarah's not supposed to tell me about her job, so of course she doesn't. But well, you, wow, I mean, there's some interesting thing, folk like, we're, we're not, I can't give you, like, I can't tell you a specific story about a case I had. I can yeah, tell you exactly. what I do, but right, I, yeah. like, I don't know where the, so I'm not going to do it because I don't know exactly where the line is drawn. Right. I mean, we have like nine followers, bro. You're safe. So, but, but here's, 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 can I ask a question about this? Do you think these people that's, inaccurately report whatever their actual medical thing is do you think it's done more out of ignorance or more out of like a desire for this thing to be that or for financial reasons or whatever like do you understand what i'm asking yeah uh, I, I mean I would, it, it could be a combination of all of those things uh, the biggest thing in, in terms of like mental health that i notice is people just don't understand what they're saying they they'll say like uh, the best example I can give is the bipolar one. Everyone says they have bipolar because they're like, uh, I'll be, I'll be really sad. Then the next thing I'm snapping and yelling at people. Well, that's just a symptom of you being sad and depressed. It's not that you, because right. bipolar is different. Bipolar is you have, you have, uh, you go through waves of depression and then you go through waves of like pure elation where you're going out and buying everything and gambling like crazy. Not necessarily those things specifically, but you're doing, it's like these big peaks and valleys. It's not, you snapped one second, you know? And so I think it's, that, that it's makes a sense. misunderstanding. Yeah. yeah. They don't, they don't understand, like they don't have their vocabulary doesn't match what the thing actually is. Let's say. Right. And, and the same thing with anxiety, like a lot of people uh, uh, that say, at least in my experience that say they have anxiety, probably I would say depression is more common than anxiety. Would you say yeah, that makes sense? Yeah. None of us are doctors here, obviously. W would you say that that has probably always been true? You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. But definitely. That's, not a, that's nothing new. Like That's just a, a, a symptom. Well, definitely. It's, it's even harder to admit that you're – like we were saying like the man up stuff. It's even harder to admit that you're like sad about something. Yeah. You know, it's, e it's almost easier to admit that you're anxious about something. That's a really good point. That's why I would say there's yeah, crossover. Like no, I think that's awesome, right? Like you're much more likely to say, man, I'm just really stressed out about work or whatever than to just say, right. I don't know. I've just been sad the last few days. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. The weight of the world is crushing my soul is a lot harder to say out loud than yeah. Fucking Bob at the office. He's a prick. Like right. that's, it's so much easier exactly. to blame it. So, huh? That's a, that's a really interesting point. Like a really interesting point. Huh? Well, Good shit, y'all. <laughs> I don't know how to end this episode. I'd not, I, they, I, it's so weird. I keep looking up at my screen because I usually like, all right, next sex, next segment or whatever. I'm like, I got, I got nothing. I, I was hoping you were, you were just gonna make up other things for the quiz and just like make up answers and make up. Just questions. do random stuff. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, last question then. According to SingleCare.com, they estimate what percentage of adults experience anxiety at least once a week. Oh, they're so this is this is a right. website that I've never heard of. 
estimating to, for the entirety of but, uh, society. So I'm sure they're pretty Once close. a week, like, shit. Uh, it, it depends on, uh, gosh, it, and I guess it's all self-reporting. I mean, I, I can't imagine. They, I can't imagine they interviewed America. Uh, yeah, they, they interviewed America. Right. They called everybody. Everybody, I remember that survey. Um, <laughs> I'd say it's probably pretty high. Like, but is it clinical anxiety? Probably not. But like, you, you're. I'd say it's probably high. But it's like, honestly, I'd say seventy-five, eighty percent. Yeah, I was thinking like 85%. Like I feel yeah. like at some point people are like, oh, I, I'm anxious. Yeah, You're not – I mean y'all ain't far off. It's 68% according to singlecare.com. But I mean right. that's you know that more than 50%, which honestly I, I, I don't think I know anybody that doesn't experience anxiety at least once a week. No. It's kind of like, like – it, it, It's just a question of different – that's why it's like who experiences anxiety versus like – is it clinical anxiety that you need meds and all that kind of stuff for? Yeah. To regulate. You know, yeah. Like I, I get anxious almost every day when it's time to take the kids to school. Cause I'm like, we got to brush teeth. We got to pack. Oh, yeah, we got to get shoes on. I'm glad that. that stuff's over for a little while for me. Oh, my oh God, you kids that school. is it summer or whatever? Yeah. Uh, no, no he just doesn't believe in brushing teeth and shit. <laughs> right, exactly. We have I decided believing in brushing teeth for a few. No months. more teeth and no more shoes. All right, hey, there's something. Right. Uh, e, I've never gotten your opinion on this, and we're going to end on this. Uh, sandals. Do you wear sandals outside the house? Do you wear sandals uh, to walk around downtown? Oh yeah, I heard this shit. Of course, I wear sandals. What? Look where I'm from? Exactly, because he's a normal no, human being. I'm from the same place. Absolutely not. Yeah, and you're an idiot. Like, listen, <laughs> it is a hundred and five degrees outside you want me to put on socks go every yourself absolutely (laughs) not bro this is something complete first of all you're both wrong and i stand by this forever always shoes fuck sandals we were at the pool they were good enough for jesus they're good enough (laughs) okay oh my god (laughs) that's that you're right that's why i actually sold my car i bought a mule no big deal um donkey whatever you get the point uh dude we were we were at the pool today i was with my kids today it's 90 something it's 90 something degrees outside yes i wore shoes you wore shoes the other day at the pool and i wanted to say something but i didn't yeah no lars was there i'm not i was like trying to keep my kids in the getting the there is no act on this show there is no act this is i'm a fucking weird person i know realizing it realizing it in real time and putting it on record but dude we were cold it was 95 degrees and we were cold who was we me and Sarah and the kids, we were shivering. Whenever the wind blew, literally M was shivering. Oh, M's yeah. tiny. But then still me was cold. Like E, it's I, different up here, man. It Summertime pool fun is Here's different. the thing. I think I run hot though. Like I I don't know. Like all that nor, Northern European yeah, you, blood or whatever. Like I, I sweat immediately. So <laughs> that like doesn't I, that doesn't explain never wearing sandals and your problem with sandals. Like what is right, your actual issue with sandals? What if I need to run? Is if I'm just going to so, be very real, it, my my underlying fear of what happens if I need to actually do something, sandals will not help. I mean, it's not a it's not so, an illegitimate fear in America, honestly. But like, <laughs> but come on, <laughs> that's just. But of all the things to like actually think about when you're putting on shoes is what if I need to run? Like, if you said, what if I need to chase my child? Like that oh, yeah. would make sense to me, right? Could be. That's like, one of the many reasons I, to I've run. I've chased my child in flip flops so many times. It's not even funny. And, and I've never been fallen. Faster. You would have been faster I, been in faster. Nikes. <laughs> and, and maybe maybe the deal is for me. Like, let's be honest. If it comes down to running, now nah, we're we're just it's over. <laughs> you know. So like, what do I care if I'm I'm not gonna wear shoes in case I have to run? It's not gonna and matter. Usually, shoes almost like, every what? time I'm wearing sandals too, I'm out somewhere. For leisure, I'm not planning on running. Yeah, I'm not planning on running, but you never know. What happens if there's a fire? Like I, I'm a fire. <laughs> Maybe this explains why you're so angry all the time. Is because and anxious your feet never get to breathe, and you're constantly <laughs> no worried about whether or not you're going to have to run for your life. They do say something like eighty to eighty-five percent of your heat leaves your body through your feet. So you're just not letting it out. Yeah, Joe. When you sleep, do you sleep with your feet in the under the covers? Uh, this is this is just more about me than anybody listening wants to know. I sleep not only with a heating pad that is wrapped around my back. I bought one that is literally a form-fitted back heating pad because that's just because I'm old and got a bad back. But also I'm so cold at night, 
I have a heated foot blanket that you can keep your feet in. It, it literally, it's like a big taco that heats, you plug it in the wall and it heats up and you put your feet in it. It's delightful. I've got, uh, my, I've got the fan on like full blast in here and I'm pretty sure the air conditioning is running and I feel like I'm melting in this room. Are you yeah, Joe, this explains so much about every time I would come to like hang out with you and end up sweating just sitting in your living room. <laughs> <Always. Right. laughs> oh, bro. But dude, my wife uh, like, from South all Dakota. The time. Oh, no, everybody. Like my my wife from South Dakota, born and bred South Dakotan. She's just as Norwegian or Viking y as Lars. Same shit. She has the fan on in our room. She has a personal fan. And right now, she's trying to talk me into putting a second AC unit upstairs because right now the AC unit is on the main floor. So oh. it just heats up, the, it cools down the main floor more than so the upstairs is hot. And so I'm like, it's, it's fantastic. I love it being hot. And so she bought a, she turns on the fan and then bought a, a second personal fan that she keeps by her that also hits me, which makes me so cold that I then bought a personal heater. But I take it a step further. Uh, we took the kids over to Lars's house the other day and like we stayed the night. Like we did like a, a kid and adult sleepover, which is really fun out there. Any, any parents out there, if you have friends that are also parents, do adult sleepovers. It's fucking fun. Once the kids go to bed, you can actually drink and not drive home. <laughs> Home. It's a good time. I brought my heating pads with me. I wasn't even oh, going to leave the house. Well, yeah. It does without my personal heating. Pads. I mean, the room, the room that people stay in when they come to our house is literally the coldest room in the house. Too, it's freezing, yeah. absolutely freezing. I because can't handle it. Whatever reason, but I'm just soft. I, 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 I but here's the weird thing: I cannot sleep in socks. I can't do it. I can't sleep in a shirt. I can't I do it. So, so instead of wearing clothing that probably would do the job, I buy extra heating pads. <laughs> I bought $300 so, worth of heating pads. I'm a to to weird motherfucker, stocks. man. I, I did not realize. I mean, I did realize this, but the more I put this shit on air or whatever, good God, I'm weird. Y'all, it, thank you for not hating me. I really, really appreciate you tuning in week after week. I'm not kidding. I, I really Really appreciate it. And Lars and E, thank you all for coming on. I mean, always you get really? to know that, but I love you guys. And if you're listening, I love you too. Hopefully, uh, hopefully this episode helped uh, at least distract you from your anxiety. And that's how you tie together a fucking episode. <laughs> Woo, baby.